Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online at DiscountTire.com. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Live with Ryan Reese from Southern California. This is Live with Ryan Reese. Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Great show. It's uh, it's gonna be like the Wild West. We have a it's good, we have a bunch of questions that have come in. We had this huge list of all these questions from Gen Zs and Millennials, and there was hundreds of them. And we've did a couple shows in the past where we tried to knock through them, but we are live as well, so we have uh, questions that are going to be coming in. So go ahead and feel free to add your questions as well. And Scott Salomon and Sean McKeon are in studio, and we're just going to try and go through as many as possible. So it. what up? Are you guys ready? I'm ready. Guns blazing? I'm ready. Get your gospel gun, shoot it at the devil <laughs> if you want to see him run. So come and join the army. That's my old grandma's song. Bonnie used to sing it to me. What is, how does it go? It goes, come and join the army, get your gospel gun, shoot it at the devil if you want to see him run. That's sick. Wow. Old school. That would be considered very violent. Like it. I'm offended, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you said gun. <laughs> That's offensive. Hey, just before we get into these questions, yeah. have you guys been watching what's going on um, in the world? Uh, out here in the world with yeah. the uh, Antifa? Yeah, have you been crazy. seeing what's going on with the Antifa? Yeah, there, there they had some, um, they had some little kid walking uh, at a, a gay parade, really? and and some conservative guy goes, he's like, don't you think this isn't a good place to have like like eight year olds, nine year olds walking with a bunch of people with their, you know, their their privates hanging out and all this, we're pushing all this sex, you know, sexuality on them, yeah. transgender, homosexual, even just being straight and being, you know, yeah. all like perverted. Like, don't you think this is kind of like not a good place for a kid to be? They, well, no, we don't care, man. If you're if you're straight, you're a Nazi. And it's just like, no, dude, like, I don't like know, that. like, seriously, it's getting like really stupid out there. At things, this point. things are getting so divisive, you know, because there, there's a purpose, there's an agenda behind all that stuff. It, it's 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 a racket. They get all fired up. They go to different events, and they're just trying to uh, cause confusion and chaos wherever they go. It's seriously, it's wild out there, and that you know that whole thing just leads into this show. It's a, it's a crazy world out there, and uh, people are desperate for the truth, and this is why the questions that we're going to take right now. Um, they may they may be no brainers to you listeners, but um, there's a lot of people that they don't even know between what's going on with because people are getting filtered with social media. Yeah, they're they're learning about the way to live and who they are through social media. Through uh, uh, what do you call them? Um, um, people on social media that that are like the tastemakers. What do they call them? Um, influencers. Influencers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, funny enough, someone told me the other day, uh, yeah, you know, uh, you you got to hook up and, and give some content or not content, some product to my to one of my friends. He's a he's an influencer. Well, I, I looked up the, the influencer and this person uh, is, is pretty much uh, half naked in a, in a, in a G string. And, yeah. and I'm like, so is that what you call influencers now? <laughs> someone that like is naked on social media? Crazy. Tell me that, I'm good. Yeah. Tell me that was a guy or a girl because that's weird. Uh, a girl. Okay. Well, so, hey, let me read you this because you just, brought, you just brought this up right now. You said, and it says this in Matthew 24. He says, yeah. 
And because many will be offended, they will betray one another and they will hate one another. And then he says, and many will, many prophets will arise and, and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will wax cold. You see that today. There's no law anymore. Yeah. There is people just hating each other for the mere fact of who did you vote for mm-hmm. and getting so crazy that they like they can't even have a conversation without there being violence and yeah. hatred on both sides. Yeah. We, we've lost the ability for any kind of reasonable just logic and just talk. And did re- you hear reason. what can I add this? Yeah. Did you hear what happened recently uh, with that actress that came out and said uh, it was Deborah Messing or yeah. one of them that said that. If you are black and you voted for Trump, you are mentally ill. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you see that? Yeah. I know a lot of men. That, that's and all the conservative blacks are like, really? Yeah. <laughs> We're mentally ill. Yeah. <laughs> it's that's just, crazy. It's just crazy. It's, yeah. I, I bring that up because yeah. it things have become so divisive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? It's terrible. And it's on this thing of like wanting freedom and all this kind of stuff or, or tolerance under the umbrella of tolerance. Yeah. yeah. But they're not tolerant to you having other views. No. It's nuts. Well, I did see a video the other day, and uh, this guy was giving a presentation at a, at a university. Or actually, he was at a high school, and he was, he was talking to the kids, and he was just talking about how this, uh, the Gen Z, uh, the next generation, which is, I think, 19 and down, that they're going to be the most um, conservative I generation. And what's so interesting is... Wait, when who, you, who's going to be the most? The Gen Z. So, like, 19 years old and down. Oh, Z, like sleeping predicting Z? Like, it. Yeah, no, yeah. like Gen predicting, Z. yeah. Gen Z. They're yeah, predicting that this is going to be the most conservative uh-huh. uh, generation. And, you know, it makes sense, though, because when you look at yeah. just the, the history of the world, it's all, even in the church. Gotta go extreme. Like, actually, yeah. in the Bible. You look at it, when, when culture and everything gets so crazy... Yeah, it has to settle It out. just flips. Yeah, it absolutely does. You can only go so far, and it's it's getting, like, really stupid and, and ridiculous. Where even, like... I mean, with this show, we're not talking politics. But even, like, like you know, since we were talking about Trump, there's even the Democrats, where there's even Democrats right now getting mad yeah. at the Democrats. Yeah. It's, like, it's because it's just getting so crazy that people are going to be like, you know what? I don't want my... My kid that's five years old learning about learning yeah. about yeah. transgender or homosexual and like this is like later on this stuff could be later on in like fifth grade sixth right. grade sex education why are they learning about it right now in fifth you know when they're five years old okay let, like it's getting too crazy yeah. let, me, let me ask you a question and Ryan yeah. I already know the answer to this question yeah but did your dad seriously did your dad ever sit you down and have the birds and the bees talk with you yes. No. <laughs> yeah. He's like, hey, Ryan, the birds go, and the bees go, zzz. But I mean, really. What about you over there, Sam? Uh, yeah. Sam doesn't, Sam doesn't even know how to spell bird. Anyway. But you know okay. what I'm saying? Like, okay, they've taken away the ability for you and me as parents yeah. to make the choice yeah. of when we want to talk to our kids, when we feel our kids are individually ready for that talk. Yeah. yeah. They're saying, the you don't know what you're yeah. doing. We're the state. We're going to step in and we're going to tell your kids about all the most foulest things that we could ever think yes. about at five, six years old. Yes. They're it's just ridiculous. completely ruining the completely mind. Completely ridiculous. Of kids. Yeah, totally. Okay. So let's get into the questions. Um, we, have, we have some live questions. Um, well, what's up, Sam? What, what are the questions? Hi. Um, how can I address my brothers in Christ who are still using F words? F words. Like fabulous? <laughs> that's, a, that's an F word. <laughs> Because I like that's a good F word. Fabulous. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know what? Hey, it's it's a it's a work it's a work of the Holy Spirit. It's, yeah. It's, it's only we can't play the Holy Spirit. God does it in our in our life. Yeah. And uh, 
as God works in our life, he'll start removing uh, the things of the language. And it, it's even a bigger question. It's like, you got to look at everyone's walk too. Yeah. I mean, what, uh, how are they living their life? Out of the are they going to yeah. church? Are they, what music are they listening to? Are they listening to a bunch of music that has F words? Because they ain't ever going to change. Yeah. Garbage in, garbage out. Yep. It all comes down to someone's walk. If they really want to go deep with God and they want God to transform their life, the transformation will come. But if you're just like, you know, I love Jesus and, you know, one foot in, one foot out, you're still listening to a bunch of secular music that has cuss words and, uh, you know, still involved with a lot of sinful stuff, then, you know, that's just the way you're going to roll. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're going to be a lukewarm. Well, Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. In other words, again, like you said, garbage in, garbage out. Whatever you're putting in yeah. is what's going to come out out of your mouth, the your heart, line. your attitude, your lifestyle. So that, that, that's a bigger thing. You've got to analyze yeah. someone's life. Like, what, how are they living their life? What are they putting in? How are they living it? Yep. So what can you do? Know. So what can you do? You, you pray for them and yeah. you be an example to them. You know, you don't have to be like a parent. Like, you can't do this. You can't do this, that, you know. But pray and allow God's Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit, like you said in the beginning, is the only way that the change And it, it comes down to a relationship, too. I would say this. Like, if I had a friend that was cussing like crazy and he calls himself a Christian, which Christian means Christ-like, mm. I would say, hey, dude, do you want to stop cussing? Or do you, like, do you care? Or do you, is there something that you're trying to stop? Because as a Christian relationship, we're always trying to stop things. Yeah. Get rid of the old stuff. And then I would tell him how it worked with me. Mm. I'd be like, dude, I was cussing like crazy, and I just asked God to change my language mm. and remove this stuff out of my life. Mm. And, you know, every once in a while it comes up, but God literally did that. And maybe he doesn't care or doesn't even bug him, you know? So it, it all comes down to a friendship, and it's how you approach. Amen. All right. Yeah. Um, another question is, how can you connect with youth when they are all into hip-hop and things of our culture? Hmm. Well, let me How tell you, you something. How do you connect with youth that are into hip hop and all the things of our culture? <laughs> right, right through hip hop and culture. Yeah. How How do you? What, what if, yeah, you know this. You you do because we've seen things come around. Right, you, you speak yeah, like okay, so you can be one of those people that are that are trying to reach kids in that culture, and so you become like them to try to reach them. That's not going to do it because if you look, let's just go backwards. Look at Chuck Smith's his example. He could have, like, grew it the rest of his hair out and, and grew it long and started wearing hippie clothes and go down to the beach and go, far out, man, and try to reach these kids. He was like a 42-year-old man, balding, had his pants up to his waist, had no concept of their culture, and yet through his love and through his prayers and the guiding of the Holy Spirit, God showed him how to reach an entire culture. You don't have to become like them. So to the answer to that question is if you want to reach a culture, you need to pray for that culture. You need to pray for those kids like... Whatever, And God will raise up people within that culture just like he did with some of those guys that speak the language, that have the music, and that could reach out to that culture. You don't necessarily have to do it yourself, but you have to have a heart for them, and then you pray for people to be raised up within that culture, and God will do the rest. So now that's someone, if they're trying to go and reach these kids, like if they yeah. have a call to do outreach. Yeah, that's different. That. That's now, different. if you're a mom or uh, just a person that you're like, hey, you know, I wanna, I'm trying to reach out to my son's kids or yeah. my son's friends or anything like that, or maybe trying to reach my son or my daughter that are involved in this music. And this is mm -hmm. bigger than just hip-hop. This is, it can be metal, hip-hop, electronic, any, any kind of music, skateboard, surf, guns, you know, mm -hmm. whatever you want to do, however you're trying to reach them, is that 
there are uh, Christians in these industries and in these genres. Mm-hmm. So, like, say if you want to reach someone from hip hop, well, well, who's a big uh, hip hop guy that's a Christian guy? Send him, you know, Lecrae. He's done some crossover stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Send him some of that music. Maybe he can listen to that, and Lecrae can reach him through his his music. Or if you want to reach uh, a guy that's in the, in the metal scene, you know, or rock scene, send him some music from Islander or or you know from POD or you know any of these any of these different bands. Or if there's a skateboarder, send him a testimony video uh, from from Christian Asoy or Josh Harmony or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So there's ways to reach them. You reach them with that culture. Yeah. If you want to reach a hip-hop culture, find out who's doing it in the Christian culture and send them that content. Mm-hmm. Very simple. Yeah. And I think like with the question, I don't know the heartbeat behind this question, yeah. so I don't know if they're coming from the thing like, oh, man, they're in the hip-hop. I don't know what to do kind of like attitude. Well, hip-hop's devil music. Yeah, you sure. know what I'm saying? It's like <laughs> it's, it's crazy devil. because what you don't realize is like as you get older in age, you can all of a sudden be like this critical person of, of everything if you're not careful. You don't realize like just as we went through different phases and seasons or there's music that just connected with the time of you growing up, like that's what you knew. You know, um, the same thing is true with, like, kids growing up. Like, there's kids that like, even Christian hip-hop, there's people that will have problems, like, for Christian hip-hop or have problems with, like, Christian hard rock bands and all that kind of stuff. But you know what? It's able to connect with, with different genres. And I think all those things are there. So, uh, yes, for legit Christian hip-hop that, that has, like, that's legit because some of it's cheesy. Um, but it's, well, make it's, sure you find the legit stuff too. Don't get the corny Christian stuff because <laughs> if you do that, you're going to push them farther away. Yeah, no, it has to be legit. And there's legit artists out there that are doing it that sound amazing in all genres. Yeah, and I think that's an an easy one in some aspects because a lot of that stuff is beats. Obviously, are very important, but a lot of people like lyrical content mm-hmm. and people that are legit with lyrical content and just have yeah. skills. Mm-hmm. It kind of crosses over. So absolutely. Yeah. All right. Um, what's your opinion on Christian musicians who won't call their music Christian music? I, I let me let me say this really quick, and you guys. Can Dang follow. it, Sean! I gotta say this <laughs> because this was probably brought this is probably brought up because of the the artist of the Lauren Daigle over the last six months or mm. year. Why would she? she because who is legit has an angelic voice. She is gifted beyond gifted. Um, when she sings, man, it powerful. Um, but she was quoted in something saying that she is not a, a Christian artist. And everybody went crazy. They were like, I can't believe it. I can't believe she's like, the, you know, walking away from her faith and all this stuff. Now you become popular. He's like, wait a minute. You don't understand what they're saying. And I was able to have this perspective and you too from like Sonny Sandoval from back in the day where it's like, you, you guys should be in like a Christian band. No, we're, we're just a band. Like we're, we're just musicians. We're Christians. In a band. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, like, we're actually gifted. Like, the girl's an artist. She, you know, she has musical talent, has, has an amazing voice. Yeah. And her statement was she not want to just be put in a box of just, like, oh, you're a Christian, which means in the world aspect, you're just in this little box yeah. and you're kind of um, not impactful or whatever. No, an artist designed by the great artist who's the Lord. That goes with everything. That goes with art. That goes with painting. That goes with... You name it. Yeah. I got a question for you. So isn't it better that you're a Christian in a band in the mainstream? I would think so. Think about that. More of a, more of a, so, more of a life. So if you're like, I'm a Christian band, 
well, now your audience is only Christian, and now the mainstream, they don't get to hear the message that God put into your lyrics. Right. So true evangelism mm-hmm. is to be, like Jesus says, in the world but not of the world. So she's a Christian in a band mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. She's doing it right, mm-hmm. and we need more of that. Mm-hmm. Okay, but, but this is the thing. Everyone wants their little club. And they want to put a label. This is yeah. our club. This is the Christian club. These are our bands. This is our music. This is our genre. This, you know, she's a Christian. Yeah. She's a Christian in yeah. a band. Yeah, and that's the other thing. Well, what th- about pro skateboarders? Christian Asoy. He's a Christian. Mm-hmm. He's not a Christian skater. <laughs> exactly. That's why he starts getting silly after uh, a while. Is there like a Christian surfer? Is there a Christian a football Christian, player? I'm a, baseball I'm a player. Christian oil, oil painter. Yeah, you guys are getting crazy. I'm what, a Christian Bert. Uh, what do you call it for a coffee guy? What about the Muslim yeah. punk band? I mean, I want to see that Barista, one too. Yeah. I, that's <laughs> yeah. the whole thing. See, but this is the thing. The labels. Yeah. Where is this stuff in the Bible, guys? Yeah, it's crazy. This is the institution. Yeah. I'm a Christian it's fisherman. It's a label. Yeah. yeah. All, every aspect. I'm a Christian fisherman. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think we answered that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, what is the difference between the Holy Spirit coming upon you and being baptized in the Holy Spirit? Hmm. Okay. Well, there's there's different looks. There's different um, there's different definitions views of on yeah. that. So you have the Holy Spirit. Well, there's the Holy Spirit in, on, and upon. Yeah. In, on, and upon. So With, the, Jesus upon. breathed on the disciples, mm-hmm. and they received the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. When we confess Jesus Christ as Lord, we're saved. In, we we, yeah. we receive the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But then. He comes upon you for but certain things. But then he things. says, go to Acts. Yeah. And Acts says, goes and wait until the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Yeah. Upon you. And then John says, someone's coming to his far... John, soon someone is coming who is greater than I am, that he will baptize you with the fire and the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes, exactly. So some people say it's the baptism, and some say it's the upon, but it's the same experience. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I look at... Oh. This is going to sound weird, but I'll let it go. The Holy Spirit to me is like Bruce Lee. It's like water. He's, he's like water. He can permeate any which way he wants to. He goes in us. He goes through us. He, he alights upon us. Mm-hmm. He works, you know, through it. For instance, and I know you've experienced it. We all have. When you're like preaching to someone or you're sharing with somebody and you feel that when he's just coming upon you, you just like, that, that almost like feels like fire. Mm-hmm. And it, you just get this strength. You just get this like overwhelming uh, confidence and authority. And you just begin to pre, and you know it's not you, mm-hmm. and you just feel it coming. That's I feel like that's the Holy Spirit anointing, like for that mm-hmm. purpose and for that time. Boom, He's doing that. Mm-hmm. I, I, see, I feel that a lot. Mm-hmm. But it's both. It's both. But it's both. But, but there's different translations of it. Exactly. Translations, but people yeah. look at it differently because I've, yeah. I've ran into this recently. Yeah. Where my friend goes, well, I don't believe in the baptism, and the one goes, I well, I believe I'm the upon. It's the same thing. So it's just when I when I dug down to the when I just did all my research mm-hmm. on it, it's some people it's the same effect. Mm-hmm. Some people call it different things. John the Baptist says Jesus will baptize you with right. the, with the with the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you have the upon, but it's the same thing, different manifestations. Yeah. Well, a, a perfect example, and uh, you know, twenty one gifts of the Holy Spirit. Right. Uh, I had a conversation with somebody the other day about the gift of healing. You know, does God, like, for instance, let's say hypothetically Ryan has the gift of healing. Mm-hmm. Does that mean every single person he prays for gets healed? No. No, not necessarily. It, it's a prayer of faith. 
And so God does it where God wants to use it. For instance, you might be praying for a kid right now. We're praying, God, heal this kid of his sickness. He doesn't get healed. He, he goes to be with the Lord, and we're like, wow, I guess Ryan doesn't have that gift. Well, maybe God didn't want to heal him that way. Yeah. But that's why we always pray in multiple numbers. We pray in that way. If someone has that gift and someone's healed, they're exercising that gift by faith, but God is the one who gets the glory. So that being said, does the Spirit move in the same way, every way, all the time? No. We know that He does not. He, he's, he's not He's not relegated to a box, per se. Yeah. So to say that the Holy Spirit can move in a different way and, and to answer the question kind of plainly, what is the difference between the two? It's the way God moves, the way God works. The on, the on experience is like God bombing you with the Spirit to, for a particular task or purpose. And other times it's God working in your everyday life for you to live that life and to minister to the people he brings into your path. But there, so. is, a, there is two things going on here. So when you give your life to God, you receive the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit inside of you. But then remember the disciples had it in them. And he says, do not leave. Basically, don't leave Jerusalem. Don't start ministry. Mm-hmm. Don't start tearing it up in my name until you have the upon the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So there's a second effect. So you got to pray for the baptism. Mm-hmm. And you'll know when you get baptized or the Holy Spirit will come upon you for the first time. And, uh, uh, it happened at, uh, what's his name's house in Acts 2? Um, Cornelius' house mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. It came upon them. They, they received the Holy Spirit at one time and they got baptized at the same time yeah. or upon experience. Yep. Yeah. But you need to have it. If you want the power in your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So another question came in. It says, how do you find a church after you become a Christian? I haven't found one for myself in three years because mm. it's hard to fit in. Where do these persons live? Yeah, where do they live? Well, we don't know. Yeah. But this is the thing. Look, at, um, hop around churches. First of all, Google churches that teach the Bible. You know, you can look up, uh, it's like, what's the Calvary Chapel yeah. Is it? You go to Calvary Chapel. Just type, type in Calvary Chapel. Um, they, they teach the Bible. That's what we're a part of. They're all across. There's like 1,800 of them. They're across the mm. world. Um, and, and start hopping around and just hearing the pastor and see which one you connect with. Mm. Don't worry about fitting in. All that will happen. I mean, church isn't a social club anyway. You're going there to get the word and, and to learn about Jesus. And as God does that, he'll bring people into your life. Amen. Mm. Yep. So what are some of the standards to look for when looking for a mate without losing yourself and staying focused on God at the same time? Let's see if Scott can answer this because I think he like, oh, made man. a lot of mistakes. I was going to say, life. tell Ryan. You Ryan. made tons of mistakes, Scott, so I think you're highly qualified. <laughs> but Ryan, you had specifics, even like two-colored well, eyeballs. He'll get there, but yeah, okay. you go, Scott. I said colored Standards, eyeballs. Standards, yeah. Can you repeat the question one more time? Okay, I um, think this is Sam's actual question. She just ahead. threw it in there. Go ahead, Sam. Dang. Um, what are some of the standards to look for when looking for a mate without losing yourself and staying focused on God at the same time? Without losing yourself and staying focused. I, I, okay. Well, the, the standard should be the cross. I mean, does the person, if you're a Christian, you should, and, and this, is, this is going to really kind of rustle some feathers because I hear young people all the time, I met this guy and you got to meet him. What church does he go to? Well, he's not, he doesn't really go to church, but he's really nice and he wants to come to our church. No, don't do that. The Bible says not to be unequally yoked. And so the first thing I would say is the standard is the cross. Do they love Jesus? Do they love Jesus and they follow Jesus? They've committed their life to Christ because that's what you want because you want two believers to be on the same page you want them to have the same alignment with Christ and the same the same heartbeat. From then on, it's it's open to interpretation. In other words, um, you could date, date somebody. You want them to be just like you. They might not necessarily be like you, you know. 
Um, so, okay. I, I, so I always think of, make sure that they're, they're Christ-centered. Make sure they love Jesus first, okay? And as far as like your personal taste, are they short, tall, big, skinny, you know, complexion? It doesn't make a difference. I think uh, that's your own personal preference, but make sure they love Jesus first and, the, and, and God will show the rest. Look at the inside before you look at the outside. But God's not going to bring you a dog. He's not. Because unless you're into that. I mean, you unless know. you're into that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. All right. It's always, you know, it's funny. People think, oh, man, waiting on God. I can't sleep with her first. Yeah. I can't sleep with him first. Because that's how you know. Or, yeah. All yeah. these, all these things. This like it's not going to work. If yeah, like there. I don't know if I'm going to be into her. Like, God created the God created everything. Mm-hmm. He knows what you're thinking. He knows who you are more than anything. Mm-hmm. Do you think He's going to bring you uh, someone that you're not going to be psyched on? I mean, yeah, yeah. That's an important question. That's an important statement because yes. we've seen this the stupid mentality before, where it's just like. You know, I, I feel like I'm supposed to be with her, but I'm, I'm not attracted to her. But, like, I think this is what God has for me. Like, no. Like, it yeah. yeah. doesn't make sense. Like, yeah. there is going to be a connection. There is going to be this oneness. The attraction is going to be there. You're going to be hyped. Yeah. Trust me. You're going to be like, hey, dog. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's what I was. People can. <laughs> yeah. People, yes, Sam, you. People can oh, make God. the mistake sometimes of, like, oh, they're in a in a church. Mm-hmm. They're Christian. They come to the same service mm-hmm. I do. Dude, that makes sense on paper. There you go. Paper, yeah, yeah. That's the right one for me. No, it's not. You got to wait. God will. God will confirm it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah that so did you get that, Sam? If you're looking for a standard. All right. All right. Thank you. You, you can't get married for another twenty years anyway. Yeah. No. Go 20, for it. What's the next one? So my friend wants me to refer to her by her transgender pronouns. What should I do? Which is it? They, them, their. I, know. I found a way around that. I just call, hey, person. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right? Hey, I person. Mean, hey, you know what? I'm not going to cave into those nah. things, person. You know what? Basically, you it's <laughs> it's your relationship with your friend. You got to work that out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, you. Uh, if Sean told me to do that, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. So That's a little crazy, yeah. I don't know how good of a friend, but any of my friends try to tell me that um, if they were a guy and they tell me all this a girl, stuff, I'd be like, okay, yeah. dude. That's too confusing. All this kind of terminology and everything, it's, this stuff's going way too fast, and the things are going more and more last yeah. year. Some of it's going to lose its luster, I'm, I'm telling you, in some aspects. <laughs> oh, of it. Things I, are going to yeah. even out. People are going to realize that the world has gone mad. Yes. All right. All Go right. for it. So when we witness, should we wait for non-believers to ask us instead of confronting people with the good news? Confronting. That's a weird word. That's a good right. one. I mean, you got to yeah. be led by God's spirit. You know, you're not all of a sudden like, oh, well, you just said something. Let me open up my Bible and then you stand and you start preaching to them. Like, that's Com- not how I think this. confronting and the good news, I don't think they work together. Yeah, that's a weird <laughs> that, that wording was weird. Confronting means like, hey, I'm just hey, you the gospel. Jesus loves you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, uh. Confronting? No, we never confront. Uh, you want? You want to speak it up? You can confront believers when they're off. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know what I do? This is what I do. I'm always as every day I leave, I, I just pray in my house or in my car and I say, God, use me, open a door. If you want me to tell someone about you know who you are, and then I just look for opportunities to connect with people, mm-hmm. and hopefully uh, there'll be a way that that Jesus will come up. But sometimes it doesn't. But then sometimes. There's a way to uh, just kind of slide it in to just get um, 
just to get it in there. Like there's 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 ways. It's it's, it's you have to be spirit led. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes it. yeah, sometimes it can, could turn into yeah. a confront, and if you confront anyone, it ain't gonna work. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes you got got to be open, and that's how you're open. Sometimes there's one there's opportunities to to share the whole gospel. Sometimes it's just saying, "Hey, man, what's up?" Like just connecting, like having a relationship. You start running into these people often. Um, I, I think that aspect's important. You know, you go to some place all the time, a coffee place, you know, the gym, uh, the beach. You know, you start connecting with people. Sometimes it's just saying what's up and, like, just getting a vibe with them. Yeah. And after time, like, it starts up a conversation where it leads to more, like, you know, you, you tell your story if it, if it comes up. And, dude, it, you just got to be led by God's Spirit. And when it's like that, everything just flows naturally. So yeah. I have a question for that question. So do you like it? Or would you like it if you were, someone came up to me and they're like, hey, I got to tell you about Joseph Smith. Hey, let me tell you about Gandhi. Let me tell yeah. you about Hinduism. Right. Dude, you wouldn't be co- no. being confronted with that. You would not be stoked on that. But through relationships and friendships, that's how conversations happen. Oh, yeah. 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 It, it'll be a lot easier if you already have a cool conversation with that person. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. we're going to go to the next one. So how do I explain the Trinity to a non-believer while saying I believe in God? <laughs> Trinity. Go ahead, Scott. Trinity. Um, so it's, that's one of those topics. Uh, it's a theological thing for sure. All right, we're going to the break right now. We'll be back in two minutes. Don't forget to download the Whosoever's app. We are touring the public school system, and if you want to be a monthly donor, that's awesome because we are planning to continue to invade the public school system. We love you guys. Peace. More live with Ryan Race coming up. Is everything all right? Sure. Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag More Live with Ryan Race coming up. Is everything all right? Sure. Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag Live Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration when I say whoop de doo now, back to live with Ryan Reese. Don't say what I warn you. Loud noises! While saying I believe in God. <laughs> Trinity. Go ahead, Scott. Trinity. Um, so it's, that's one of those topics. The, it's a theological thing for sure. That is hard to explain. I even heard Chuck talking about this the other day. I don't understand it, but I believe it because the Bible teaches it. Well, I've heard it in a simplistic way. Uh, three distinct persons in one. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. The Father is not the Son, the Son is not the Father, and the Father is not the Holy Spirit. They're all three distinct people within one Godhood. And so being that you're like, because that doesn't, doesn't compute, you know. One times one times one equals one. Mm-hmm. But one plus one plus one plus one equals three. Mm-hmm. So that's confusing. And so even Chuck was saying, you're using the wrong equation. It's one times one times one equals one. So I always equate it to, and this is simple. I learned this in school. I believe I actually learned a few things. That water is a is a, is a, is a liquid, right? And when you freeze it, it becomes a solid. And when you evaporate, it becomes a gas. But all three of them are different forms of the same thing. Mm-hmm. So all three of them are the, the same thing. They're all God in different form. Mm-hmm. So to me, it was like super easy. He's like, no, what are the water elements? Water is liquid. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, ice is solid, and then when you when you evaporate, it becomes a gas. Oh, becomes so a gas, so basically, it. they're all the same three things, but in a different form. And so that's how I explain it 
to them. And they asked me what the function is. Uh, that's, that's a whole nif- another story, but that's my way of explaining it to them. Um, and sometimes it suffices. They, they, they're like, oh, I get it. I understand that. So, um, I feel lost and alone sometimes, even though I have friends at church. But sometimes I feel excluded from things. Hmm. Well, it sounds like this could be like a youth group kid or something. Mm-hmm. You're a youth group pastor. What do you think, what do you think about that? Um, What's many, your advice? I get this a lot. You know, there's so many cliques. I don't really fit in. I feel like I'm all alone. I'm like, dude, the Bible says that he, he who wants friends must himself be friendly. We've told our kids that, too. You want to make friends, you go out there and be friendly. Don't just sit there and be like, nobody's talking to me. And you're sitting in a corner, you know? Yeah. Sometimes loneliness comes... It, it has you guys do like a meet and greet at the church? Yeah, we eat some meat it? and then we say, hey, what's up to each other? Do you, you ever say what up? I can't make oh, yeah, all, everybody, yeah. Like, uh, our way of doing it, I, I do it myself. Like, even before the service starts, like, we'll open up worship and then everybody will, there'll be some music playing and I'll walk around to all these different kids. Hey, what's going on? I'll chop it up with them. Yeah. I, I want them to feel comfortable. But what I was getting to the point is they said, I feel lonely. Yeah. And so loneliness is a state of being. And where does that usually come from? Nine times out of ten, Lacking fellowship with God will make you uh, feel like you're all alone by yourself. Because if you have confidence in the Lord, and I've heard people say, well, I have the Lord, I have a good relationship with the Lord, but I just feel like I'm alone. Well, then you're lacking fellowship. It's one of the, th- it's one of the three things. Mm-hmm. You're lacking fellowship with God. You're lacking fellowship with other people. Okay? And if you're not in content with one of those things, you're going to have that issue. And sometimes we get the two confused. I've, I mean, you know this. You're married. You have kids. And you can still feel kind of lonely sometimes because we live a life that is Jesus felt lonely. I know he did. Misunderstood. Uh, I mean, always by himself, always wanting to kind of get off on his own and pray. Being in, I've heard Rawls say this too, that being at the top is a lonely place to be. So being a Christian and feeling lonely is normal. I think being a human and feeling normal is, is normal. But, is, but to me, it's, it's all about the fellowship with Christ. It's all about the fellowship with Christ. Mm-hmm. You you have that relationship with God, and it gives you the the confidence and the ability to make fel- to make relationships with other people. And so, I think it's that one stems from the other per se. Yes, get activated. Mm, get, there you get, go. get busy doing something. Mm-hmm. Sit around gets lonely. Yes. Right. How do I explain Christianity to someone who's gay or bi and know that Christians don't agree with it? I love them and just want them to be saved. That's a good well, one. The Bible doesn't agree with sin in, at all, all sin. Yeah, not so, just that one. Yeah. So, yeah, so first of all, it's not you, It's not like when you go talk to someone that's involved in that lifestyle, you, it's, you can't just come for the juggler and be like, God hates gays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, God hates sin, and when you start looking at all the different sins, it starts showing you people all around you right. that are in sin. As like well that. as yourself, I like that. So, you don't you don't go for the juggler on that. It's just one of the sins um, that are listed in the Bible, and it's not even the first sin that is listed mm. in the Bible. It's just because it's kind of taboo, so people like to point that finger out. I, I heard I like heard that. a really good analogy, and you kind of touched on it right now. He said they look at that one sin, you know, but like let's say if we give a color code to every sin, okay, homosexuality would be red. Let's say adultery would be blue. Uh, lying would be yellow, right? So whatever it is your thing, you're looking at Christianity through those sunglasses. Yeah. And so that's all you see. So I guess lying's not that bad. Yeah, well, lying's not. That's, that's, like, that's like green, whatever. Yeah. So every, everything has Honey, a color. I didn't cheat on you. <laughs> yeah. But you did cheat on her, so. Yeah, but but you, that, it's, not, it's not that bad. But, yeah. you, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, yeah. So everybody looks at 
they try to look at the church through that color of the sin that they are into. Yeah. And so because of that, they can't see past it. Like, for instance, like yeah. the fact that she brought that up is, and I, I had someone confront me at a wedding that I had just just uh, did. And they tried to get me at a, at a table with a bunch of guests about that, that thing. Is your church inclusive? Does that mean everybody's welcome? And they tried to get me on that, that conversation of, of are, are, are homosexuals, you know, uh, welcome at your church? I said, absolutely, everyone's welcome. And it's because they want to argue that point looking through that prism of that sin. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, if you only look at the world through your sin, that's all you see. But if you open up your eyes, you see that there's a bigger world out there. Mm-hmm. And it's not just the one sin. It's sin on a whole. Mm-hmm. We want to focus in on one. And truthfully, the Christians, Christians and, and churches has done a really bad job at focusing in on one sin more than the others but they're mm-hmm. all equally the same mm-hmm. there's no difference between a homosexual a liar an adulterer a thief a mm-hmm. coveter it's the same thing it's the same thing mm-hmm. but we want to focus on, on those things and, and i think rightly so because it is a cultural thing right now mm-hmm. it's a huge push to legitimize certain sins as being legitimate and other sins being wrong for instance well, that, yeah let's say, let's say you're a homosexual male mm-hmm. And as a Christian, you're going to attack me because I don't agree with your lifestyle. But I said, well, your son was just molested by that guy over there. Now, all of a sudden, I'm not the bad guy. He's the bad guy. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Your sin's not wrong, but what he did was horrible. Mm -hmm. And so everybody does it. Everybody wants to look at a sin and say, this is lesser or this is greater. Mm -hmm. When in God's eyes, it's all the same. Well, then you even have like the legalization of marijuana and Mm. and mushrooms now. So now, okay, so they passed a law, so... It's okay. Then. It's okay. No, yeah, it's legal. So, yeah, you can smoke right. weed and, and be legal. Right. Well, well, again, going back to that conversation too is, so when does the the law of God circumvent the law of man? Exactly. And, and there's there's a whole oh, conversation sure. for that. So for going back to the beginning of this question, mm. let them know that God loves them, and this is why He died on the cross was for every sin. Mm. In the world, and every man's sin, and the blood of Christ, and through the blood He forgives away us. Every sin, yeah, yeah, and He sends His Holy Spirit to transform our lives. Amen. And come to our church. All right. Can someone who's in a gay marriage who wasn't Christian become one, but still stay in the relationship because how much they love that person? Hmm. Can okay. So you're saying two people who are gay they're they're in a marriage and one comes to the lord Mm -hmm. can they still stay in that relationship because they care about that person so much yeah obviously not you know because that relationship in the lord is not based upon truth when it comes to this is what people get all all caught up marriage is ordained by god Mm mm-hmm the relationship, I, I, you think about everything. Go back to the garden. The two shall become one flesh. There's male, there's female. Mm-hmm. There's the reproduction aspect, and there's the attraction aspect that mm-hmm. God has created purposely. Yeah. Satan always tries to distort. It's a perfect fit. It's a perfect fit. <laughs> but even when I, going in and reading into Genesis, uh, into the Noah and the flood, what does he say? As they go into the ark, even for the animals, male and female. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah. So they can reproduce when they get out. Mm-hmm. When God gets a hold of your life, you know, and you're broken by the Holy Spirit, now he says, follow me. Whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself, pick up his cross, and follow me. You did things your own way. And now you're going to do things how the Lord desires you to do. And it's for freedom and obedience. 
um, in, in God's word, it tells me that I'm not to continue to living in an adulterous affair. I'm called to not continue to live in sexual immorality. And, I, and the Bible speaks of multiple places to those that think they are walking with God, but they're continually living in these lifestyles. They're wrong. They're liars. And so I understand this is a heavy subject. It is because there's people that have been deceived, been blinded, their eyes open. They mm-hmm. care for this person individually. But it is not, um, it is not glorifying to God. Yeah. You'll never have peace in it. You're never going to be able to justify it in God's sight. And it is going to be a tough process. You can care for that person individually more than just this relationship between two people, a lover or friends or whatever. It's their soul. Mm. Do you care about their soul? Because if you care about their soul and recognizing that this world is temporary, you're going to care about their eternal perspective. So the best thing that you can do for that person is to leave and to follow after the Lord Mm -hmm. and pray for God to get a hold of their lives too, that they too could come to a place where God does a work in their life. And they have the the benefits and the assurance of heaven and of salvation. Mm -hmm. But if you stay and continue going in it, there's no reason for change. Um, God's opened up your eyes for a purpose, mm-hmm. not to continue living in a lifestyle of sin. Mm-hmm. Great. Okay, why is that when talking about porn addictions, women are less usually talked about? I I, ne- I never say that the women is less talked about because the, the data shows now that it's almost equal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's changed. I mean, it, it's progressed over the last, shoot, when I first started talking about the pornography back in, 2009 yeah. the the numbers were different but now they're they're pretty close yeah they're pretty, I deal with a lot of young girls that have the same problem with guys and especially guys with, with younger so yeah. well, I was at a comp I was speaking at a a, 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 a what was it a Bible college mm-hmm. and after I got done speaking I was in the back in the line and I had probably like I don't know 20 people in line or actually I don't know maybe 10 or 12 or something but they were in line, and this, this, this girl came up to me and says, so uh, I, she's like, I, I, I deal with pornography. I have a porn problem. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, well, where'd you, where'd you get, how'd you get introduced to it? She goes, well, she goes, I got school from someone? She goes, no, I'm actually, I'm homeschooled. She's like, I've been homeschooled. I've been in church my whole life. I just mm-hmm. got introduced to it from, from my device. Mm-hmm. So basically what happened is, I, she, and she felt all like condemned, and I said, you know what? I go, Statistics show that basically the, the amount of people that are watching porn, I go, I guarantee if I ask this line of people that are here to see me, if I ask them who struggle with, with porn, I guarantee it's going to be the majority and it's going to be equal guys and girls pretty mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. And I go, is, is it all right if I just ask them really quick? <laughs> and she's like, yeah. So I get up and I'm like, hey, I'm all, I just got a question for you guys. Let's just be honest. I go, how many of you here struggle with pornography? Raise your hand. Basically, everyone but one. Hmm. Guys and girls. Hmm. And then I basically looked at her and I said, hey, I go, look back. <laughs> and everyone had their hands up. I said, dude, the whole line. Mm-hmm. Everyone. Guys and girls. It's very common mm-hmm. uh, in this day and age. You know, uh, Ravi Zacharias that does multiple speeches. he speaks at many colleges across the world. I forget what college it was, but it was a, a well-known college, tons of people, very driven. They're like, you know, becoming 
what their whatever their profession, their desires for in the future are very important to them. So they're driven. And at the end of the talks, they have an opportunity to, to talk with the individuals after. And they got bombarded with all these people that talk. And he's like, I, wa- I left there just uh, in shock, burden, because there was two things that the majority of the people sh- struggled there and wasn't even close. Number one was pornography. Number two was suicide. Those two subjects were the most. And they were, uh, we're not talking about people that are in the streets partying and, you know, you're about to kill themselves all strung out. We're talking about students that are driven in like high end schools. And those are the two things that they battle with more than anything. And he was able to speak on those things earlier in his talks because of the culture that around that they're being bombarded with. But those were the two major struggles. And it's a place where the enemy works big time. You say girl, girls struggle, men struggle, sexuality is where we are bombarded with. We've talked about this. When you come to the Lord, you know, you can look at yourself and be like, yeah, I know it's not right that I continue doing drugs and alcohol because, dude, I get DUIs, my, my life's a mess, I'm, I'm unfocused. But sexuality, God, sex cre- God created sex. Yeah. And so for that to change in your life, sometimes... Um, it, it, there's a big old like roadblock sometimes in your mind. You realize, no, God created sex, and He created it that you could enjoy it with, with a person in marriage, where the two of you can be in harmony and unity. Because when it's in the world in the flesh, we've all been aware of this. You're in a relationship that gets sexual, you know, and then that relationship ends. Sometimes there's broken hearts. Yeah. Sometimes there's people that want to kill you. There's, there's people yeah. stab, get stabbed in a relationship that ends yeah. because you've opened yourself up to this vulnerability. And it opens up this whole way. I, I bring that up because the sexual aspect of this world and this life, the par- pornography that is being inundated through the minds and the hearts of the people because of the devices is prevalent. And then because one of them, the pornography, it, demean, it demeans yeah. relationships I, and I, suicide it demeans oneself i heard somebody say this the other day and it really made sense to me that pornography is one sin that that fulfills all of the three lusts of the eyes lust of the flesh and the pride of life all at one shot because you think about it that the lust of the eyes the lust of the flesh it makes you want it and you think that if you had it your life yep. would be better and mm-hmm. so it, it, it encompasses all three of those lusts all in one so it's kind of like you know it's that's why it's so powerful for years now, I've been trying to forget certain things in my past that caused trauma to my childhood. My parents are not being much help. What should I do? Mm-hmm. That's rough. I didn't even hear that question. I couldn't hear So basically, she is, <clears throat> he or she is dealing with a lot of issues from their past. Can't seem to get past them. Got it. And the parents haven't been really supportive on that. Um, well, can't, she should get into a church, meet with a pastor, if it's a youth pastor mm-hmm. or another pastor. And Christian counseling is also mm-hmm. well as well, or it's good to go to. And we're, you know, one of the things that we talked about this before too. I, I mentioned this to the youth group last night that we're going through. We're going through uh, uh, Peter, and we're talking about trials and difficulties, kind of like what James talks about. And because we live in a fallen world, it's unfortunate we live in a fallen world, and terrible things happen to people all the time. And we we, we run across it counseling all the time. People come in with the craziest stories of their, their testimonies and what they went through. I mean, uh, who's the, the karate guy 
at the, the, the get that's out there. Um, he cuts people with the sword. Uh, Victor Marks. Victor Marks. Amazing mm-hmm. testimony. I mean, you wouldn't want to wish what happened to him on anybody. But look how God has used it, mm-hmm. you know, in his life. So I would say to that person that, that has a hard time getting through some of those things, if they're traumatic things, you definitely need to talk to somebody about them for sure. Like, like Ryan said, see, see somebody you can counsel. But more importantly, um, if, they're, if they're traumatic things, I think you need to take those things to the Lord. The Bible says that the blood of Christ is able to wash us and cleanse us from all sin. There are things that happened to me when I was younger that I've had to literally push aside and forget about those things. Because if I bring them up, they, they are kind of painful. But um, I'm not going to be a victim, nor am I going to be a, a, uh, I'm not gonna be a, a subject of, of what happened to me. You know, that's not going to define me. If anything, it's going to refine me. You know what I'm saying? Instead of it making me who I am, I want Christ to remake me into what he wants me to be and to use, as the Bible says, evil for good. So I would encourage that person to seek out the Lord and have him or her heal from those things and, and seek out somebody they're able to talk to and help them pray through getting over those hurdles. Okay. I want to know what it's like to really feel satisfied by the Lord. How do I do that? When she or he reads the Bible. Yeah, um, well, satisfaction as in like maybe is they're not getting enough as they as they read or I mean I would say one thing I mean there's a difference between reading the Bible and studying the Bible mm. uh, you know you could read it but it's also like when you if you find a pastor you like listening to and uh, he starts breaking down the scripture it just it just comes alive yeah and you just it, it's just so much different you get this like like, I'm going through Revelations right now, and I can read through it, and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's cool. I like it. Mm-hmm. But then once you, you start getting it broken down and you enter this, like, this movie, this story mm-hmm. of the scripture, and you, you just you can't get enough of it, you know? And that's the way you, you get this hunger, the word I'm looking for, uh, for the word. And you get more than satisfied because they're expanding the scriptures from the culture, what was happening at that time, to, to you know, pulling different parts of the Bible where... You know, they're talking about this one passage in, in heaven, and they're pulling from Isaiah, they're pulling from Ezekiel, they're pulling, you know, from all these these things, pasting it with revelations, and it's just it's just expanding, and it's 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 so much mm-hmm. that you get beyond fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just want to go uh, deeper. So I would say, find a pastor and start going through the Bible uh, with him, mm-hmm. and you, you you that'll nail that. Yeah, no, that, that changes everything. Like you said, it, bring, it brings it to life. You're able to connect. It'll give you hunger for the Lord. I, where does it talk about that in the Bible? And you get a little bit more. Uh, you get a lot more out of it when you, you have that aspect. The other thing is, too, is just like we were talking earlier, like um, the, some of us learn differently. Some of us have the ability to sit down and te- you know read through many chapters and be able to you know take in all the information. Some need to read a little bit slower. Some need like an audio Bible to follow with the Bible to just kind of help them in this process. Um, some people, when it comes to like devotional books, and when I mean devotional book, it's just a book that kind of complements the Bible. It's like sometimes like a one-page thing, you know. For me, like devotionals, like I'm not somebody that likes the soft and flowery kind of, you know, encouragement kind. That's just not my, me. I like fact stuff. Like if, those are the things that kind of like inspire me. So like apologetic stuff. Stuff that has, it's like intellectual on some aspects, only because it does something to me sometimes. It, it just kind of reaffirms, yeah, that, that's why I believe. that that's, that's a truth. That's just something like in me. And there's some people that just need these soft, you know, real encouragement, 
like little thing, we're all different. And uh, don't put have this burden like, oh man, I wish I could understand as much as this guy or get as much out of it that he or she does. Another thing too is when you're reading through the Bible, sometimes like God leads you um, into like a certain kind of theme or something, mm-hmm. like faith yeah. or or you know the gifts of the Holy Spirit or courage or whatever. Go to the bookstore and and find find a book on that that theme. So you're reading, you're studying, and you're also going deep in, in something that God's. Maybe you're like, maybe God's just tugging on your heart for prayer. Go get it, read a, a prayer book about mm-hmm. prayer. All these things kind of accent everything. You can't just st- get stuck in a rut. You got to switch it up sometimes. Just like you got to switch up your music, your worship music. You got to switch up your reading from the Old to the New Testament to the Gospels to the to the letters to prophecy. To, you know, you got to always keep it up, keep it interesting, or else you'll get you'll get bored, you'll get stale. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what do you guys look for in godly women? Women? We're only one. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not into women anymore. I'm into women. Uh, go, Ryan. Go, okay, we're no, go for it. We're gonna do this. We're gonna end it with this one. Okay, go, Scott. Uh, I ain't first, huh? I ain't first. You're first. <laughs> no, I'll looking? go first. Go. Okay. So when, when you come to the Lord, you know, for me, I came out of a jacked up relationship. Mm-hmm. And then I always thought that, you know, getting into a relationship quick in the Lord was going to be disastrous because I didn't want it to, to lead back into the flesh, into like, you know, bondage. When it, but I knew, you know, you're, you're attracted to, 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 to women. You, you want a relationship. You want to get, get married. And so what's the criteria? Uh, number one, do they love God? Would they serve God with or without you? That's important because sometimes people just follow the Lord when this person likes them. That's stupid. And we've done radio shows on that. You mm-hmm. know, so you want to make sure that uh, that that girl has a relationship with the Lord. That she does it not for a show, not to just attract you, um, not to you know get your attention. Like it's genuine. Um, the other thing, attraction. You you need to be attracted to the woman that God is calling you to marry. You know, you're going to be with this person for the rest of your life. And, you know, I've heard it said before that two of the the biggest decisions you will make in life, what are you going to do with Christ? Number two, who are you going to spend the rest of your life with on this earth? Um, You want to make sure that 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 woman has integrity, that she's going to be with you through the ups and downs of life, that she's not just going to to bounce when things get tough, that you guys are invested in one another. There's communication. For me... They need to be funny. They need to have a sense of humor because I like to joke around. I think I'm the most funniest person in the world at home sometimes with sarcastic stuff. My wife doesn't always think I'm funny, but I need somebody that um, has a good sense of humor. That's me personally. Um, And so to me, it's all kind of wrapped up into one. They have to put God first. They have to have a true relationship with God, have to be attracted to them, have to be funny, have to have integrity. Those are, for me, the important qualities. I would say a mansion in Laguna Beach, uh, Rolls Royce, fat bank account, and only wears Louis Vuitton. No, just joking. Oh, Sounds like Paris Hilton. Or That's what I'm running from, actually. Yeah. I don't want that. Um, no, dude, you know what? You, you, you summed it up well. Yeah, I think you did. We, 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 me and Scott will stand with you on that. That's You, you nailed it. We did have that. All right, well, thank you guys for being on the show. These questions are always amazing. Um, you listeners keep sending in your questions. We'll keep answering them. Uh, don't forget that we have the app. You could download all the past shows, download the whosoever's app for free. All the past radio shows are there. You can send them to your friends. Uh, we do a monthly donation. 
uh, to fund our high school tours. We're touring the world. We're bringing the gospel. We're seeing a revival break out in the public schools. Stay connected with us through social media. And we love you guys. And we will talk to you guys next week. All right, guys. Take care. Love you guys. Peace. This has been Live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? (laughs) Of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Dedicating time each day to spend feeding our minds and our hearts the truth of God's Word is immensely helpful in our growth as followers of Christ. I'm John Stonge, and each day I host a show called Daily Devotions with Pastor John. On the show, I spend just a few minutes taking an applicational look at one or two verses of Scripture before coming to the Lord in prayer. If you'd like to make a habit of spending more time meditating on the truth of God's Word, You can listen to Daily Devotions with Pastor John at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.